Hello, this is Deepak Jasani from HDFC Securities talking to you on 23rd of October 2021 at about 9.30 in the morning with another edition of TGIF, a weekly audio podcast summarizing the happenings of the past week and trying to forecast the direction in the coming week. Indian markets started the week on a strong note after significant gains in the previous two weeks, but the momentum soon fizzled out. Stocks remain under selling pressure for most of the week. Rallies were sold into as investors concerned about rich valuations booked profits. Disappointing earnings in some of the stocks, rising global crude oil prices and negative global queues put pressure on the bourses. Nifty fell 1.2% over the week while Sensex closed 0.8% lower. Indices ended in the red on 4 out of 5 trading sessions this week. The broader market sharply underperformed the benchmark indices with BSE mid-cap falling 4.2% and small cap declining 5.2%. Market breadth turned in favor of bears with 3 shares falling for 2 advancing shares. Average cash turnover on the NSE increased close to 8% from the previous week due to high volatility. Among sectoral indices, consumer durables and FMCG fell 6.1%. Pharma and metal fell between 52 to 5.5%. Financials were the only ones to end in the green with bank index advancing 3% and financial services gaining 1.9%. Among Nifty 100 stocks, Kotak Bank was up 7.6%. LNT Infotech gained 7.3%. Adani Transmission Added 7.2%, Bank of Baroda gained 6.5%, and Tech Mahindra rose 6.1%. Among losers, uh, Jubilant Foodworks fell 16.1% on weak same-store sto- sales growth. DMART plunged 15.1% on valuation concerns. Hevels dipped 12.5% on margin disappointment. Berger Paints fell 12.2% on disappointing results by Asian Paints. InfoEdge was down 10.3%. As per provisional figures, FIs were net sellers of 7,353 crores in the cash segment during the week, and DIs were net sellers of rupees 4,504 crores. U.S. equities finished the final trading session of the week mixed, but managed to bring the winning streak of weekly gains to three, with both S&P and Dow reaching new record high territory. Fears over Chinese Chinese property market cooled, while investors monitored corporate earnings and key economic data. In the third quarter so far, the ratio of companies raising their future guidance to those cutting has fallen compared to the second quarter, but only to 1.8x versus 2x, positive to negative, which is still a high number. Q3 earnings season has kicked into high gear, and although early, of 117 S&P companies that have reported so far, roughly 67% have topped revenue estimates, and approximately 81 have beaten their profit projections. Compared to last year, sales growth has been nearly 16% higher, and earnings are up about 46%. Dow Jones ended the week 1.1% higher, while Nasdaq, was up 1.3%. Oil prices stayed near multi-year highs with concerns about tight supply and stockpiles fueling bullish sentiments. Prices have been boosted by worries about coal and gas shortages in China, India and Europe, spurring some power generators to switch from gas to fuel oil and diesel. US crude oil prices rose 1.7% to $83.8 a barrel. Gold futures moved higher during the week as investors turned to precious metals and growing amid growing concerns that rising inflation in the aftermath of COVID-19 may erode purchasing power. Dollar trending downwards provided some relief from higher U.S. bond yields. Gold futures were up 1.6% for the week to $1.1796.3 an ounce, rising for the fourth out of f- past five weeks. Indian 10-year GSEC yield rose 4 basis point to 6.36%. Other economic data include India's domestic air passenger traffic rose 5.4% month-on-month in September, and was up uh, 79% year-on-year. India's electricity demand grew 4.9% during first half of October, with supply falling short of demand by 1.4% despite 3.2% rise in coal-fired generation and 30% rise in solar output. 
strategies at U- at UBS has downgraded Indian equities, citing a valuation gap with Asian markets, even as the research firm upgraded China. Output by U.S. industries fell 1.3% in September amid continued supply constraints hindering manufacturing. It was the worst showing since February's 3.1% decline. U.S. business activity increased solidly in October, suggesting economic growth picked up at the start of the fourth quarter. The survey's flash PMI, manufacturing PMI fell to seven-month low of 59.2 from a reading of 60.7 in September. Services sector PMI rebounded to a reading of 58.2 from 54.9 in September. U.S. federal budget deficits shrank in September to $62 billion from $125 billion in the year earlier period and was the smallest budget gap since January 2020. U.S. economy is still growing at a solid pace, the Fed's beach book noted on Wednesday, but labor shortages and supply chain bottlenecks are restraining growth and triggering higher inflation. British consumer confidence in October was seen at the weakest level since the start of the year, The consumer confidence indicator stood at negative 17 points, decreasing 4 points compared to the data seen the month before. British retail sales unexpectedly fell for the fifth month in a row last month. Sales volume dropped by 0.2% in September. Eurozone annual inflation rate was confirmed at 3.4% in September, the highest rate since before the global financial crisis in September 2008. Growth in Eurozone business activity slowed this month as firms faced soaring costs due to supply chain constraints. Manufacturing PMI uh, fell in sub, uh, fell to 58.6 in October versus 58.5 in September. Services PMI uh, for the Eurozone uh, fell to 54.7 from 56.4. Germany's PPI jumped by 14.2% from a year earlier in September, accelerating from a 12% rise in the previous month. Japan's manufacturing sector continued to expand in October with a manufacturing PMI score of 53, the latest survey showed, that is up from 51.5 in September. Services PMI also rose to 50.7 in October from 47.4 in September. China's economy hit its lowest pace of growth in a year in the third quarter. GDP rose 4.9% from a year ago. On a quarterly basis, growth eased to 0.2% in July-September from a downwardly revised 1.2% in second quarter. China's industrial production gained an annual 3.1% in the month of September, slowing from 5.1% in August. Chinese retail sales rose at an annual 4.4% rate in September, rising from 2.5% in the previous month. Russia's central bank increased its key interest rate sharply to 7.5% on Friday, delivering its sixth hike this year in an effort to tame the highest inflation since early 2016 and indicated that more rate rises were still possible. Brazilians' assets stumbled on Tuesday, leading losses across the globe on reports that government will breach the country's spending cap rule to finance a new social program hurting the fiscal position of the country. IMF on Tuesday downgraded its 2021 economic growth forecast for Asia after a highly infectious COVID-19 Delta variant caused a spike in cases in parts of the region. IMF said it's ex- it expects Asia's economy to grow 6.5% in 2021 compared with the April forecast of 7.6% expansion. A Bank of America monthly fund manager survey noted that cash levels among the investors rose to 12-month high, signaling growing ca- caution. Events in the coming week include... On 26th of October, U.S. consumer confidence. On 27th of October, U.S. durable goods orders and trade balance. On 28th of October, ECB monetary policy and U.S. Q3 GDP growth. 
on 29th of october india's fiscal deficit infrastructure output us is personal consumption expenditure consumer sentiment on 31st of october china's official manufacturing and services pmi q2 corporate results in the coming week include uh, on 25th of october colgate hdfc amc tech mahindra on 26th of october ambuja cements axis bank bajaj finance kotak mahindra bank on 27th of october adani ports bajaj auto cummins indusind bank itc larsen and tubro maruti sbi life tata chemicals titan united spirits and z entertainment on 28th of october merico and tata power on 29th of october atul bharat electronics cadilla castrol dr reddy's lab gale and vedanta on 30th of october indian oil corporation advanced decline ratio has plunged to well below 1 is to 1 on most days in the past week this showed that uh, the relentless profit taking by market participants nifty ended the week with a loss of 1.22% on weekly charts uh, nifty has formed a bearish dark cloud cover this denotes some more fall early next week disappointment coming out of q2 corporate results due to margin pressure is not helping matters Q3 is a traditionally good but this time commodity price inflation and supply side issues can temper the result expectation even for that quarter these factors may not help a sharp lasting recovery in the markets in the near term on fall 17948 could be a good support that's all for this uh, audio podcast thank you and have a great trading and investment week ahead